That is right, five boldest predictions for Michigan State's upcoming football season. And hey, not just from me, but also from you wonderful Michigan State fans. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Spartan friends, Spartan family, Locked on Spartans listeners, thank you so much for kicking off your week with us here at Locked on Spartans. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Uh, I definitely did. Was very fortunate to run into a listener, Kevin, that's right, at the bar before the Ed Sheeran concert. So always awesome to hear from you wonderful folks that listen or watch or do whatever you want to do with this. Thank you guys all so much. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Let's get into the mix here, but hey, really quick, please. Rate, review, and subscribe to this here podcast or YouTube show. If you ever want to reach out, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. All right, housekeeping's over with. Let's get into it. It's a simple premise. What are my five boldest predictions for Michigan State football this upcoming fall? And no, we're not going to you know build up to the biggest one. We're not going to take our time getting there. You guys are here you know, to probably clip this show, uh, catch me saying something completely ridiculous. And yeah, we're going to do that right off the top here. Bold prediction number one. This is what you came for. Let's start with the fireworks. Michigan State. That's right. The, the football team, the Michigan State football Spartans. Get ready for this one. They're going to double their rushing yards from last year to this one. Now, that's right. I probably just heard you over there audibly gasping or maybe even laughing cackling, if you will. Uh, But yeah, we're just going to go with that one for my first one here. And I'm not just saying that, you know, just try to get a rise out of people or go viral, uh, probably on a rival, uh, Twitter's uh, fan base, whatever. I think it could possibly happen. Look, is it likely it's going to happen? No, of course not. But hey, this is why they're bold predictions. So why do I think Michigan State is going to double their rushing yards from last year? Well, Let's start with last year, actually. It was 1,356 rushing yards. Yes, 1,356 rushing yards for your Michigan State Spartans, and that was not that great as far as it goes in the conference. That was actually 12th best in the Big Ten Conference, so yeah, third to last place. So hey, it also you know kind of helps me that we are setting the bar very low, going into next year. Now, if Michigan State were to double their rushing yards from last year, that means that they would get 2,712 rushing yards in last year. With that total, that's good enough to get you second in the conference. So yes, we are expecting, or maybe not we, I shouldn't rope you into my crazy prediction here. I am thinking, I'm guessing, that Michigan State goes from third Worse in the conference, too. Well, in the upper echelon of the conference in the rushing game. Now, before I explain myself, let's get some frame of reference here. Like I said, last year, 1,356 rushing yards. Not good. The Kenneth Walker season, Michigan State had 2,283 rushing yards. 2,283. I'll say that number differently. It depends how your brain works. But the Rose Bowl season, hey, that was a really fun year. 2,433 rushing yards. So, uh, over... A 1,000 more than Michigan State had last year. And in that 2014 season, the best offense that these two wise have seen while being a Michigan State fan, over 3,000 
rushing yards. Yeah, that offense was the real deal back in 2014. So look, it has happened. Michigan State has gotten to 2,700 before it has taken a Herculean effort to get there. But hey, why do I think it can happen this year? Well, I, I go right to necessity. Okay, Michigan State, I think, is going to have to run the ball this year. And that goes without saying. I mean, that's how a lot of Big Ten teams kind of formulate their winning, well, I guess, recipe, if you will. Now, last year, Michigan State was pretty pass-heavy because, well, it was their strength. I mean, hey, you had Jaden Reed. You had Keon Coleman. And also, well, compared to the run game wasn't necessarily a strength last year. And also, well, Michigan State was pass-heavy last year as well because at, when you're down about 50 points in the fourth quarter, you kind of have to sort of air the ball out. You're not going to be doing the four yards on a cloud of dust offense. So, no, like the games against Ohio State or you know Penn State late in those games, yeah, you're, you're going to be a little pass-heavy with your splits. Now, this year I expect some games to be closer as well. But also, hey... You have heard me talk about this how many times? Well, it depends how long you've been a listener of this show because this might be your 50th time hearing some iteration of this, but I think it is going to be such a difference with the personnel Michigan State has in the run game. You know, hey, no disrespect to Jarek Broussard, Eli Collins last year, but Nathan Carter, Jalen Berger, and Jaron Mangum are a different three-headed monster than they were last year. This is a lot more beef. These are running backs who can rely on an, oh yeah, you combine them with an interior offensive line that has Nick Samak, J.D. Duplain, both back for their 17th years at Michigan State. You also have Geno Vandemark, Keyshawn Blackstock, Dallas Fincher, Kevin Wigginton. I mean, guys, the offensive line actually has depth this year. This is very exciting. I, I think that the strength of this offense is going to be the run game. There's plenty of things that we are high on for this year, this upcoming season. There are also a lot of question marks. The quarterback and the receiver room are some of those question marks. I, if there's one thing that I do know about the offense is that MSU will be able to run the ball this year. So I think the splits are going to be more run-focused this year. So that is why I think MSU, that's right, doubling the rushing yards. Let's get to 2,700. Let's do it, guys. Uh, now, just for frame of reference, uh, from last year, 361 carries amongst the running backs last year. I think we are going to get closer to that 500 number this year. And I think, you know, we're going to go all the way back to 2014, that dynamic offense. Just want to go through those splits really quick. Jeremy Langford, 276 carries. Uh, Nick Hill, 107. And then Delton Williams, 56 carries. I could see that being pretty reflective of what Michigan State will do with Nathan Carter, Jalen Berger, Jaron Mangum. I think that Nathan Carter and Jalen Berger will be a little closer than, you know, Langford and Hill were. But still, I think it's going to be a split like that. Bold prediction number two. Four players. That's right, four Michigan State Spartans have three-plus receiving touchdowns. Four different players have three-plus receiving touchdowns. Now, you might be thinking that that doesn't seem that bold. That seems pretty attainable and pretty common, maybe, because I thought that that was a common thing. But no, guys, this is actually pretty rare. Only once since the Rose Bowl season has Michigan State had a season where four separate players had three-plus receiving touchdowns. Would you like to fetch a guess as to when that was? It was 2015. Aaron Burbridge, he had seven. Josiah Price had six. McGarrett Kings had five. And then R.J. Shelton, he had four. Now, in 2014, that great offensive year, 
Only three guys had more than three receiving touchdowns. It was Tony Lippett with 11, Josiah Price once again with six, and then Keith Mumphrey with three. And then the Rose Bowl year, if you were curious, Benny Fowler had six. Now Price, Kings, and Mumphrey each had three. But since that Rose Bowl season, yeah, it's just been the 2015 team. Now, last year... I'm sorry, not last year, two years ago with that pretty solid offense with Kenneth Walker, of course. And, you know, Peyton Thorne had the pass game going pretty well. Trey Mosley had three touchdowns. Jalen Naylor had six. Jaden Reed with ten. Now, why do I think all of a sudden that there's going to be this boom for receiver touchdowns? I, I think it's just as simple as there is a hodgepodge of receivers in this room that each bring a different strength to this room. I don't think that there is a bonafide starting three receiver core just yet. I think we're going to be seeing some pretty even splits, maybe even throughout the whole year. Yes, I think that by the time October rolls around, there will be an alpha in the room. You know, maybe it's going to be Jerron Glover, maybe Elante Brown. But I think it's going to be a pretty steady and widespread distribution of the ball to these receivers. Now, if you want me to guess which four players have three-plus receiving touchdowns, yeah, why not? We're doing bold predictions. I'll give it to you right now. I'm going to go with the tight end. Malik Carr being one of those guys. I am going to go with Jerron Glover being another one of those guys. Let's go with my man, Mr. Reliable, Trey Mosley. And then fourth on this list, I'm going to go with Tyrell Henry as well. Now, this will not be the last time we talk about Tyrell Henry here. But, uh, hey, you know what? They call that a little cliffhanger in the podcasting industry. First, you need to talk your ear off about fan Duel Sportsbook Gang. Take your first swing at betting MLB on FanDuel and get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. That's right. You heard me correctly. Just bet 20 bucks and you will land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. That is $200 you can spend betting everything from the money line of baseball games. Who you think is going to have the first home run? Go with the same game parlay or, hey, ride with me in Two, the fire of the open coming up this week. Cameron Smith, 16 to 1, or Taylor Gooch at 90 to 1. We're riding with the live guys for some reason. I just have a hunch with those guys, but hey, do it all on an app that's safe, secure, super easy to use. And also, when you win, you get paid instantly from FanDuel. So sign up today. Visit fanduel.com slash lockdown to get up to $200 in bonus bets. Again, that is fanduel.com slash lockdown. It's FanDuel, official partner of Major League baseball now let's get back into the mix here two bull predictions down three to go uh hopefully i put enough sizzle on your stake there hopefully those were hot enough takes bold enough predictions uh but hey you know what those weren't good enough we got three more hopefully these will be the cherry on top bold prediction number three <clears throat> we're gonna go to the, the defensive side of the ball here msu the football spartans my favorite team your favorite team. Top five run defense in the conference. Top five run defense in the conference. Top five run defense in the conference. Now, the way I'm going to measure that is by yards per carry. That might just be, you know, a lazy man stat to pull out, but I think it's a pretty good indicator of how good you are at stopping the run. You know, not yards per game. That can get a little wonky depending, you know, how ahead a team is. They're running the ball out, the clock out if you will, but yes, Michigan State last year, a far cry, if you will, from being a top five run defense in this conference. They were 12th in the conference last year at 4.3 yards per carry. That was a healthy amount. Now this year, 
I think Michigan State will be able to keep it under 30 different defensive starters. I, I don't think that their injury list is going to be longer than my Christmas list when I was 10 years old. I mean, it was unbelievable what we saw on the field last year. Just limbs and bodies everywhere, right from kickoff against Western Michigan all the way to the bitter end of that season. Anyway, I like what I'm seeing from the front six of this team and also the front seven too if you want to pull in that nickel position. I mean, there's definitely some talent there when it comes to stopping the run. I mean, Angelo Gross, I think, is a pretty damn good run stopper. I know that he gets a lot of flack for his coverage issues, but... My God, you catch Angelo Gross going downhill. I, he, he's a thumper, guys. Anyway, I on the ball, Matt. Um, the front, Simeon Barrow, Derek Harmon. All right, right behind them, Dre Butler, Jarrett Jackson, Jalen Sami. That is some serious beef on the interior, but also it's the guys behind them, right? It's guys like Jacoby Winman, Cal Halliday, who have both proven to be some of the best run-stopping linebackers in this conference. So yes, I think Michigan State is going to springboard up from third worst in the conference to top five, if you will. I, you know, I apologize if that's not spicy enough, if you wanted me to say top three or top two, and I ain't talking number two, but no, top five. Top five run defense for your Michigan State Spartans. Um, so... We did an offense one. We did the three different receiving touchdowns for four different players. We did. Michigan State has a top five run defense. Let's do some special teams right here. And yes, we're talking about our man Tyrell Henry. He's going to have three receiving touchdowns, I think. But he's also going to have... This might be spicy. Not one. But two. Return touchdowns this year. Whether it's in the punt game, whether it's in the kickoff return game... I liked what I saw with Tyrell Henry and the little sample size that we were able to get last year, um, especially as the season progressed. I think his vision with the ball is great. I think he has the shiftiness, if you will, the speed, if you will, to still be a dynamic returner for Michigan State. It was a while. It was a while between the good old Keyshawn Martin era and the Jaden Reed era as far as return games. I don't think it's going to be another 10 years before we see another good return man for Michigan State. I think he's here with us right now. I'm putting a lot of my stock into Tyrell Henry. I'm putting my reputation on the line in saying that he is going to be a plus return man for Michigan State for the rest of his career in East Lansing. And I love that he got early reps as a freshman last year. I think he's going to hit the ground running going into this season. So, yes... Two return touchdowns. If you if you want me to guess how they come, punt or kickoff, give me both in the kickoff return game. That's right, Tyrell Henry, two return touchdowns this upcoming season. And my last bold prediction coming up before we get to your wonderful bold predictions on the old Twitter sphere. Now this might be one that uh, will get you angry, perhaps, because th these are, are two men that have, Stoke some flames. They, they've stoked my flames at times in the last few years. Uh, this is a very polarizing topic here, but I'll whisper this one. Just just to keep the, the aggression down, I'm going to come to you with a calm voice so we can all have a cordial, adult-like conversation about this. I think both coordinators, Scotty Hazleton, Jay Johnson, I think they both come back for 2024. I think both coordinators, who are somewhat maybe on the hot seat, I think Scotty Hazleton's on the defense is about 10 degrees hotter than Jay Johnson's is on the offense, but 
I think that both men steer the ship right enough in the direction of job safety where they do come back in 2024. Now, with that bold prediction is, you know, more sub-predictions. Like, I am basically saying that, yes, Michigan State is going to go bowling this year. Uh, We just had an episode not too long ago that, yes, I think over five and a half wins for Michigan State is the play. That means six and six or seven and five. And while it's not the sexiest record you've ever seen, you know, no one's ever gone to the Jacksonville Tax Slayer Bowl and said, wow, that was a Rose Bowl kind of year. Like, no, but but that is progress. I think that the bar is pretty low for defense. And I think that last year, all the injury issues are a legitimate excuse for Scotty Hazleton. Guys, I, maybe you're one of these super anti-Scotty Hazleton people. I was there for a second last year. But man, he did try to throw the kitchen sink at everything. Some games, he would really get conservative with coverage and try to drop seven guys, eight guys at times. And then the next game, all right, anyone that was in coverage, we're just going to go ahead and send you to the quarterback. Maybe just exotic blitz packages is the way to do it. It just was not working last year. The hurt personnel had something to do with it. And yes, I know it's not the only reason. I mean, I know that there were flaws in the system leading up to that, but... It's his fourth year in the system. That's four years for everyone else on that field. Or if you're a sophomore, obviously just two seasons. You get what I'm trying to say. He has been able to install the system now. I think in the fourth year, Michigan State season uptick with the defense to the point where he can save his job. Now, Jay Johnson, I think what's helping him, new quarterback this year. You know, that's that's your kind of quote-unquote excuse going into the season. But... I think the run game is going to be a strength. We've already talked about that. I mean, golly gee willikers, excuse my language there. But yeah, I did just say that Michigan State is going to double their rush yards. So yes, I think that both of those guys are going to save their jobs going into next season. Hopefully those five bold predictions were spicy enough for you. But hey, in case they weren't, a few weeks ago, June 29th to be exact, I went on the old Twitter.com and I said, hey, I want to hear from you. What are your bold predictions for our Spartans for the upcoming season? And you guys came in clutch. As always, we're just going to go down the list here. Some incredibly bold. Some are just, okay, reasonable. You know, I just had a few of those in the last 18 minutes. So let's get it popping. Nate Breen, he's going to kick us off. Kaden Hauser starts four-plus games. I actually think right now, as I'm recording, afternoon, July 16th, happy ver- happy anniversary to my wife, by the way. I know she's a loyal listener here. Um, I think it'll be Noah Kim getting that start against Central Michigan, and I think that he will be the starter for the bulk of the season. So I am going to chalk that up as a bold prediction by Nate there that Kaden Hauser starts four-plus games. I think the only way that Kaden Hauser gets four-plus starts is if, obviously, like Kim gets the start for Central Michigan, and then it's at the end of September, and the boys are now 2-2. Two and two with wins against Central, Richmond, and then losses to Washington and Maryland. Or, God help us all, if it's a loss to Central and Maryland. Like, at, at that point, okay, yeah, Kayton, you, you got the reins now if you weren't the Week 1 starter anyway. Uh, MSU Dork. That's right. That's his name. I didn't call him that. MSU beats Michigan so badly that Michigan fans turn on Harbaugh. It would not be the first time, the second time, or the third time. That would have happened to that fan base over in Ann Arbor, and it would be objectively hilarious. Like, look, if Michigan State wins on October 21st this year, like, I'll be fired up. Like, I will become delirious, but I will also be cackling until November 21st. Uh, th- th- that would be a very 
very funny game. If Michigan gets the whole band back together to try to go for another Big Ten title and get things right in the college football playoff, and then, well, to hear those pesky little Spartans uh, just spoiling our party once again. So, John Kirby. Okay, so sit down for this one, everyone. The big homie, Zeke the Wonder Dog, snags every single Frisbee tossed his way this season. Huge caveat, he says. Bad throws don't count. Bad throws never count. They are never Zeke's fault. Uh, now, you guys know this guy. It's World of Isaac on Twitter. Love this guy. This might be the boldest one that I've seen written down. The coaching staff doesn't have a game management and or time management meltdown. Now, I thought I asked for bold predictions, not impossible pipe dreams, but that's what Isaac came in with. If that happens, if Michigan State can go 12 games without some malpractice with the clock or end-of-game management, like, I... My opinion, look, I'm, I'm already pro Mel Tucker. I, I am more positive on him than not. But boy, I, the approval rating internally for me would just skyrocket from like a, a 6 out of 10 to a 8.5 out of 10 if we could just show the world that we could just coach in tight games competently more times than not. Uh, Doug writes in, Nate Carter rushes for 1,200 yards you know what? I, I'm in lockstep with that. If anything, it's got to be a little more if we're going to double the rushing yards, but I love that. Uh, Lucas says, <laughs> I won't walk out of any game irrationally upset. We all know that's not going to happen. You're not going to do that, Lucas. I'm not going to do that. Look, I, I'm predicting a 6-6 six and six season, a 7-5 and five season. I said if it's a 7-5 and five season, that might be, as sad as it is to say, it might be something that you smile about because that is some good progress from last year, especially with the team with question marks, some young players, yada, yada, yada. But man, even during a 5-7 and seven season, like if they lose to Minnesota 17-16, you know, to that will ruin the rest of my week like a, like a, like a well, well mentally uh, put together adult. Anyway, Matt writes in, MSU football will do something crazy LMAO. What if they won eight games, Maddie? What if? Uh, Tuck Cummins says, now this is a great one here. MSU finishes the regular season 11 and one. Okay. Wow. Uh, that's, uh, I wish I just had half of that optimism. I feel like I've been pretty optimistic at this off season, but 11 and one that's yeah, that's what we're talking about. And of course, like if they do go 11 and one, it would just be like the dumbest loss, right? It'd be the it'd be the home game against Nebraska, like a triple overtime. The, the Huskers get revenge for our overtime win from a few years back. Yeah, it'd just be something wacky like that. Uh, Winman becomes Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year. David writes. He also writes in two Spartan offensive linemen become either first or second team All Big Ten. Look, Nick Samak, J.D. Duplain, they've been in honorable mentions, if not the third team, uh, quite recently, definitely last year. And I believe the year before that as well, they got honorable mention honors. So if they could find one more notch and reach that ceiling, that'd be great. If not, I did like what I saw from Brandon Baldwin last year. I mean, no question. I think he stepped in at left tackle very adequately. MSU beats both Washington and Iowa and will be no worse than 5-1 and one when Michigan comes to town was the third one David wrote in with. If MSU is five and one going into that Michigan game, I oh my god, I my I, I'll be walking on sunshine every single week going into that game. Ryan writes in kicker goes three for three and three for three on extra points and field goals. If we could just go three of five on field goals this year, like ah, <laughs> uh, you guys know my qualms about kicking. They're probably your qualms as well. Who are we kidding? Um, Be Bliss 2022 writes in MSU will win two of Michigan. Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa. 
I want to agree with you so bad here, but the one that I can circle, if I had to guess one of those, would be Penn State. And yes, I know it's at Ford Field, which is a bonafide road game to a few of the fans out there. But no, I think Penn State might be the most gettable one because, gosh, Iowa's going to be good again this year. That defense is going to be great, and their offense quite literally cannot get any worse than it was last season. Uh, MSU Goblin, MSU upsets Washington in Week 3. If I had to make one bold prediction, uh, Nestle, Nestle Quick Hotel. Sure, it's a good name. At least three games will have delays due to weather. It will get to a point where Izzo always has a mic on him to encourage fans to join him under the concourse for a pretzel. It was something crazy, right? Oh, God, what year was it where Michigan State had two weather delays in the same season? It might have been the Rose Bowl season. Or the college football playoff season. But it was like 20 years since there was a weather delay. And then it happened, I think, in back-to-back games. Um, so, yeah, three in the same season. That's that's a bold prediction. Gino writes in, we will have a top 25 defense. Oh, yeah. MSU Discord Lackey says MSU upsets Michigan this year. Bill, he just comes in with a cool one. Uh, nothing crazy. Undefeated National Championship. Love that, Bill. Thank you very much. Consanity. Uh, Run to the Orange Bowl against Clemson. We beat OSU, Michigan, and Penn State, but drop a stupid one and Washington. I'd love to hear what that stupid one is. Uh, Jordan Hall leads the team in tackles. Down, bad, called, writes in. I think Jordan Hall is going to be a big contributor this year. He already looks the part for college linebacker and, well... I think he's going to show the world here in the early weeks of the season that he could also play the part as well. I just still think it's going to be Cal Halliday. I mean, God, whenever there's a, a run up the middle or to the outside, wherever there's a run on the field, you could always count on Halliday's helmet being at that ball. I mean, that's why he's the leading tackler in the Big Ten returning this season. So I think it will be Cal Halliday. But yeah, Jordan Hall, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people in his true freshman season. Rachel writes in, the skies erupt with pouring rain on November 11th, and we use our ground game and trenches to beat the school from Columbus. That is the spirit we are looking for. Road wins at Ohio State. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, the 7-28-23 date will actually turn out to be something cool, Sparty Degen says. I still think it's going to be neon gruff Sparty jerseys that they are going to unveil on July 28th. Again, no inside information. I'm not spoiling the party cryptically. I, that, that's just my guess. So we'll, we'll see if that... Um, works out here uh mw another kicker one we have a field goal kicker go 12 of 15 from beyond 40 yards my head's spinning now because that means michigan state is comfortable enough to start attempting field goals over 40 yards which we saw last year uh not necessarily the case in a lot of situations um obviously the penn state game where they decided to line it from 50 yards and then drill it when it was too little too late was uh different but yeah field goal kickers there there we go you know and we're gonna end on this one here gp sparty antonio gates makes all conference team that would be a massive come up for antonio gates jr but hey maybe it's not so crazy because we are starting from square one in the receiver room or maybe square two trey mosley is your square one you can count on him being a starter but yeah it's open season for any of those other receivers out there. So maybe it is Antonio Gates. If it's Noah Kim, we saw some pretty good connections with him in that 30-minute open practice session in spring ball. So, yeah, hey, if you like taking stock in that, and I do enjoy taking stock in 
Big Ten Network televised spring practices. Yeah, go for it. Let's let's get nuts. So thank you guys so much for all the great bold predictions. And also, hey, thanks a lot for watching. Thanks a lot for listening. You guys are the best. Again, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com. We got another show coming this week that's going to be all basketball. All right, we're going to be joined by friend of the program, Graham Nelson. I know it's been a while since we've talked some hoop, but... Yeah, we're going to talk all round ball here, uh, hopefully Wednesday, if not by the end of the week. But hey, gang, if there's any news that breaks or there's anything to talk about when it comes to Michigan State, you know where to find us, Locked on Spartans. Now go enjoy your week, you lovely people. Love you all. Go Green.